You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano, session number 15. In this session, Dr. Lighty Klotz will explain his journey from engineering student to professional soccer player to professor of sustainability and how you as an engineer can break into this exciting new field. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, 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 everyone. This is Anthony Fasano, your engineering career coach. And I want to start by reminding you that you can visit engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free resources and sign up for daily, weekly, or periodic engineering career advice and inspiration that I send out to thousands of engineers every day. So please, please take advantage of that. I want to welcome you all to the show and tell you that it has been an amazing few weeks for this podcast. The response to the last session which was an interview with ASE National President Randy Over, was amazing. We had, I want to say, almost a 1,000 downloads in one day, which is phenomenal for this podcast. And those of you out there that missed it, you can check out that episode at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Randy. And please check it out. It was, he was real energetic. It was a great interview. And from the feedback I'm getting and the emails that I'm getting from people, it was very well received. And, and just to stay on that topic for a minute, I do also want to say that we received our first iTunes review and rating, which I really, really, really appreciate as well. I'm going to take a second here to read it. The review came in from Andy, and Andy said, Anthony Fasano is the real deal. Episode 9 is especially helpful to me as my annual performance evaluation is coming up. The podcast provides so much value and so much helpful info for engineers I even created an Apple ID just so that I can leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Thanks, Anthony, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Andy, for taking the time to do that, and I will certainly keep this going. And please, those of you out there, if you'd like to leave a rating or review, just honest feedback, you can do so by going to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash iTunes. And please, it's real helpful for me because as a podcaster, you know, you're talking into a microphone. It's not a live show. So you're putting it out there for people and you don't really have that live, so to speak, feedback. So getting some reviews and ratings just helps me to understand if, if it's helpful, how it's helpful, why it's helpful. And then I can continue to keep this going and continue to cater it to your needs out there. And that, that's really what I want to do. So we got a great show today. We are going to be talking with Dr. Lighty Klotz, who's a friend of mine who also went to Lafayette College with me and has had a very interesting journey since then. He'll talk a little bit about his journey in the beginning of the show, going from a student, then to a soccer player, and then eventually into the sustainability field. And then towards the middle to the end of the show, Lighty and I really get into different ways you can break into this field and become an expert in the field quickly because sustainability is a field that's very young, very up and coming. And Lighty actually gives some examples towards the end of the show with a couple of his students on jobs that they got and things that they're doing and impacts that they're having in the industry. And he also stays on the, on the call for our career changing tip at the end of the session. And he's going to give out a very interesting book that you can read to kind of get into this sustainability mindset. So with that, I'm going to kick off the motivational moment and intro lighting and get into our interview. 
But I just want to mention one more thing very briefly. For those of you that are out there and really want to get motivated in your career, you really want to become a partner in your engineering firm, you really want to climb that ladder quickly. I'm putting on an event through my Institute for Engineering Career Development in Austin, Texas at the end of April. We're up to 16 or 17 top-of-the-line speakers being some of the top-rated engineers in Texas, CEOs, presidents. We have a personal development guru coming, Brett Harward, who's an author to speak. We just put another entrepreneur in there that she's an amazing person who went from an engineering background to an entrepreneur and starting up businesses. So it's, it's loaded with great information. There's going to be fun social outings as well and tours of some different engineering feats in the city of Austin. So please, you can check it out at engineeringevent.com. Again, that's engineeringevent.com. I'd love to have you come, join us, and really start to take your engineering career to the next level. With that, it's motivational moment time. Motivational moment. Motivational moment. The quote I've chosen for today's motivational moment is as follows. The world is all gates, all opportunities, strings of tension waiting to be struck by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And I chose that quote because it's so true. I mean, think about it. How many opportunities are available out there for engineers? I mean, you can create your own job as an engineer right now, which Lighty and I are going to talk a little bit about shortly. But just think about it. You can create your own job in the sustainability field. There's new different kinds of materials being used out there. There's different kind of monitoring that's now needed on projects. If you're an engineer without a job, think about how you can create one. If you want to get into sustainability, Lady will lay out the steps for you in the next few minutes of this show. But never think that there's not an opportunity for you out there somewhere. If you're an engineer with a degree, with a background in engineering, with the analytical thinking skills, they're out there. And I'm going to really urge you through this podcast, through my blogging, through everything I do to try and find them. So with that, let's get right into our interview and discussion here with Lighty. And just to give Lighty a formal introduction, he is Dr. Lighty Klotz, Associate Professor of Civil Engineering at the Clemson University Glenn Department of Civil Engineering. Lighty has a BS in Civil Engineering from Lafayette College, an MS in Construction Engineering from the University of Washington, and a PhD in Architectural Engineering from Penn State. His areas of interest are decision-making for sustainability in the built environment, gender and sustainability in engineering, systems thinking for sustainability, and sustainable energy innovation. So with that, let's get right into the interview with Lighty. It's go time. All right, now it's time for our coaching segment of the show. And in this show, we're going to have our guest, Dr. Lighty Klotz, who I just introduced with us to talk about sustainability because it's something that everybody talks about in the engineering world. I get a lot of questions from my readers and listeners about, you know, what are the opportunities out there in sustainability? And I figured the best person to bring on would be Lighty to talk to us a little bit about it. Hey, Lighty, how you doing? Not bad. How are you, Anthony? I'm doing well. Um, Unfortunately, our weather up here is probably uh, not as good as it is down there for you, although I know you're going through a bit of a storm right now, but... Um, but anyway, it's good to have you. Lady and I actually went to school together, undergraduate engineering school at Lafayette College. And as I said in the introduction, he's now teaching at Clemson University. So let's jump right into that, Lady. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, and really how you went from graduating as a civil engineer you know, back in 2000 to now being an associate professor focusing on sustainability. 
Yeah. So I, like, like you said, we went to, went to college together and I think what, what were we two of 13 graduating civil engineers? Uh, that's, that's right. That's the story I tell anyway. So um, small group of civil engineering students graduating in 2000. Uh, as you know, when I was in college, I mean, I got good grades or decent grades like you did, um, but I was more focused on playing soccer really than the engineering side of things. Um, that was soccer was certainly my passion. And uh, after school, I played for a couple of years um, in professional soccer. I was making like $2,000 a month. So it wasn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was making decisions when I went to the store, like whether or not I could buy cheese this week, but I was technically a professional soccer player. I mean, I was uh, getting paid enough to, to support myself and I was getting to see the country and things like that. Um, I told myself when I started, I was like, I'll give myself two seasons and see where it's going. And uh, it wasn't really going anywhere for me. Um, the part of it was, I mean, I was, I was playing more and more, but still a decent amount of time sitting on the bench. And then the other part of it was, even if I, you know, like made it really big at that point, it wasn't gonna, um, it was just delaying the start of my other career. So that's when, um, you know, after two seasons of that is really the first time I started thinking about, okay, what am I going to do with, uh, with the rest of my life? And so I had the civil engineering degree. I liked the, you know, I liked the problem solving mindset of engineering, but I didn't want to be a pure, um, well, I guess like a pure design engineer. So I did construction management, um, as my first job. I was working doing uh, school construction projects, mostly in New Jersey with a big project management company. And, and that was good. I got to see all the different, you know, phases of construction projects from the, you know, the programmatic stage all the way up through, you know, building the building actual facilities. So um, I did that. Uh, but after about a year of doing that, when I realized, you know, there wasn't like a summer break coming and, and you know, I'm going <laughs> over again. I mean, I liked it. I was making decent money, but I started to think about, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? So um, I, I kept working, but eventually hatched this plan that I thought I might like doing the, the research and teaching side of things. Um, uh, so while I was working, I did my master's degree online. Um, to try to test out if I would like doing, you know, more education, more research, and perhaps going the, the professor route. Um, I, I liked the master's degree. And then so after about um, four, I guess, 2005, um, so five years after graduating, I just made the jump full time to go back for my PhD. So I did my master's degree from University of Washington. I never set foot on campus. Um, then I <laughs> I went back uh, and did my PhD at Penn State from 2005 to 2008. While I was there, you know, I really, really saw that I liked the teaching and the research. I mean, that was the first first time where like what I was getting paid to do didn't feel too much like a job. You know, like Sunday, Mondays were just as good as, as weekends for me. I mean, in a different way, I, I looked forward to the weekends and stuff, but I also like looked forward to the work week. So that's when I knew, okay, I think I made the right decision. In 2008, when I graduated, I looked around for, for jobs and um, interviewed at a bunch of places and Clemson was by far my, my favorite. So I was happy to end up down here. And I've actually liked the, you know, being a professor even more than the, the graduate school experience, there's a lot of opportunity to, um, you know, kind of shape my own path and uh, and get to work on the things that I like working on. And then also, obviously, the, the teaching and working with students, there's not really 
um, you know, for me, there's not much that's more rewarding than that. It can be really, can be really draining on those days where you spend the whole day talking to students and teaching, but it's also just incredibly, incredibly rewarding. So that's kind of, yeah, that's a, a long answer, but that's, that's how I got to where I'm at. And what, what brought you into the sustainability side of it? Oh, good question. So I, I mean, I always had the interest in the sustainability side of it. I guess my, um, I think growing up, my parents probably put it into me by osmosis, just, you know, making us walk around in the woods and, and things like that. I always enjoyed being outdoors. Um, and obviously sustainability is so much more than that, but I think that's kind of where it, it started. And then as I started to, um, that was always my intention when I went back to graduate school. Hmm. Okay. Well, tell me, tell me, since we're on this topic, Lady, and I, I know that sustainability has become such a buzz in the industry, in the engineering industry, green trends, lead. First of all, just for the listeners, give them kind of your definition or it could be a couple sentences or your thoughts on, you know, what, what is, when you hear that word, like what does sustainability mean to you? Okay. I mean, this is the cliche definition, but I really think it's, you know, meeting the needs of the, the present generation without compromising the ability of future generations to do the same thing. And there's a couple things that are important in that definition. I mean, one is that it's not just about future generations. I mean, it's also about meeting the needs of the present generation. I think when students understand that about sustainability, it becomes appealing to a much broader group. Um, and then the other thing is that, it, you know, it's nothing, it's not about the environment in isolation. I mean, it's about meeting the needs of people, um, now and and in the future and obviously the environment's a huge part of that because we all exist on environment without a functioning environment or without a good environment then you know our quality of life isn't going to be good lady can you just repeat that definition for me one more time okay yeah so uh meeting the needs of the current generation without compromising the ability of future generations to do the same thing to meet their own needs okay all right great now now tell me about, you know, obviously that's a that's an important thing. I mean, at least I think so, and I know a lot of people think so. You know, preserving this generation, or you know, giving us a good quality of life now, but also for the future. So, tell me how you see this having an impact on, you know, the world moving forward, kind of big picture, but also from the standpoint of people in the engineering world. Like a lot of engineers contact me and say. Um, you know, Anthony, what's the whole deal with the green trends and sustainability? How do I get a job in that field? You know, like, so, so I guess it's kind of a two part question. One, you know, how do you see the impact of sustainability having, you know, on the world and, and where it comes into play? And then secondly, engineers. Okay. I guess, I mean, I would hope that the impact that it would have on the world is that it's, just kind of this filter that all decisions are being passed through, you know, so rather than being something that you bolt onto a project or, uh, or, um, you know, think about after everything else is done, it's really something you're thinking about all along and, you know, applying this to all your decision-making very similar to the way that, you know, engineers, we think about cost when we're making decisions, right? So you, you might design a building, but in the back of your mind, you always, or not even in the back of your mind, you're always thinking about what it's going to cost. Um, so I think 
if sustainability can be a filter through all our through which all our decisions pass, that's the only way where it's gonna you know where we're gonna have the progress that's needed to address some of the the challenges that it's trying that sustainability is trying to respond to. Um, so that's the you know the kind of the big picture overview and the the impact I would hope it would have on the world. But I think as far as career opportunities for engineers, I mean, there's the really the really simple one, right? Where it's like, okay, if you can have this mindset, you'll come up with more appropriate engineering solutions that better serve the public. And that's what we're trying to do. But then I, I, there's also more specific opportunities for careers. I mean, just, you know, figuring out ways to reduce energy demands. I mean, that's a, that's a big one for, I, I always look at things from a civil engineering perspective. And if we've got buildings are using 40% of our energy and transportation's using about 30% of our energy in the U S that's 70% of our energy use, which is directly related to our climate change emissions and that civil engineers have a really big impact on. So there's all kinds of opportunities in designing buildings that use less energy, designing um, retrofitting existing buildings to use less energy, making smarter transportation networks that, that use less energy so in addition to kind of having this broad overview, I think there's also some very targeted jobs that are emerging. Okay. T- tell me about your specific research that you do, what you focus on. Okay. I'm a little different, I guess, than some professors in that uh, I, I I have some things that I'm really interested in, but I also let the students drive um, or let the students pursue their interests too. But I guess the, the big picture is looking at how engineers make decisions and um, one of the, so one of the strains of research and how they make decisions for sustainability. And so one of the things we're looking at is similar to how psychology is informed, informed economics recently, where we realized that, you know, everybody's not actually acting in a perfectly what they, what you would term rational manner um, that there's a lot of these biases and influences on our decisions that are pretty systematic. Trying to pull some of those things into how engineers make decisions, decisions for sustainability. And then, yeah, it's really a kind of an interdisciplinary approach where we're looking at advances in psychology, advances in sociology, Um, not necessarily trying to make advances in those fields, but at least pull the latest advances from those fields into engineering decision-making. Lady, do you have an example of a project that you worked on or your students worked on just to give the listeners kind of an idea of what it might look like? I guess I can describe two. So one is a student by the name of Jackie Blizzard, who she works for Google now in some of their education initiatives, trying to get more students interested in engineering. But she, uh, her research was based, we did a national study of college engineering students. And the purpose of the study was to see like what, what were students who are interested in sustainability doing? What, what types of things made them interested in sustainability? Um, and her research looked at kind of how these, what competencies that were interested in sustainability and what they wanted to do with their careers uh, and with their lives. Um, so she had some pretty interesting findings in there about that these students who, who are interested in sustainability are also really motivated to, to make a difference in the world. And one of the, the scary things was that we're not really attracting them to engineering. They're not necessarily seeing engineering as a way to, to shape the world. And um, that's, 
that's just kind of miscommunication on our part, I think, because what more can, you know, engineers shape the world, I think, more than or as much as any other profession. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting finding. And that was very much on the the education side of things like engineering education. And then I'm trying to think, uh, I've got a student now who we're working with Envision, which is the, it's kind of like lead for civil infrastructure. Um, so American Society of Civil Engineers and a, a couple other professional organizations have this rating system for sustainable infrastructure projects. And um, we're looking at how the, how the decisions are framed in that rating system and how the way those decisions are framed might actually influence um, the, the decisions that are made by the engineers. And so, for example, just by changing the way, so this is a point-based system like LEED, and rather than having the people who are using the system start with zero points, having them start with 100 points, not changing anything about you know the system or anything like that, just changing the amount of points they start with, and rather than adding points if they do something good, subtracting points if they fail to do something good, then seeing the, the difference just in, in the way things are framed and how that would impact the decisions that are made. So that's a really cool project because we're working with psychology professors and um, economics professors from Columbia University. Um, so it's been really fun to pull in the in those other disciplines and take kind of the latest advances in their fields and figure out how the how to apply them in engineering decision making. That's interesting. All right. So if I'm an engineer right now, lighting, I'm practicing engineer, and I decide that you know I really want to get into the field of sustainability. Mm-hmm. What can they do? Do they take a course? Do they get a degree? How? What kind of recommendations? What are some options for them? Yeah, I. So some of the the coolest jobs that I've seen. I teach a lot of senior students, and so I'll have like a hundred seniors in my class every every year, and I talk to them all about what they're doing with their jobs. And, and the ones that I've seen that have gotten the coolest, like jobs that are specifically related to sustainability have been students that were, you know, they're interested in a school. They tried to learn as much about it as possible. But then after school, they just said, I'm going to just pick this company. Like there's a student now who's working for South Face in Atlanta and they do a bunch of uh, basically trying to improve energy performance of the buildings in Atlanta. And she, I mean, she had a 3.8 GPA. She could have gone and worked for any, you know, CH2M Hill or Floor, any big engineering company. But she said, I want to do this you know, I want to get into the sustainability field. So she actually did an internship with them just starting out after graduating. And I forget what she was getting paid, but it was similar to my soccer salary. I mean, it's like $15 an hour or something like that. So she did that for three months, but now she's, you know, a full-time employee with that company. And she's essentially within a, you know, she just graduated last year and she's established herself in the sustainability field and has all kinds of like great networks around the Atlanta area. So I think, and I've seen that several times where the students, rather than just take a job, they invent a job and say, okay, they either invent a job for themselves or they, you know, say, this is the ideal company I want to work for. And I'm going to just go, you know, almost volunteer with them or intern with them and show them that I can do it. So I think there's a lot of on the job learning that can happen. Obviously, you want to take as many classes as you can in school that are are related to it, but I don't think it's something where you need to necessarily go back and do, you know, 10 years of advanced study in sustainability. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think for everyone listening, I think it's important to understand that when you have an industry that's 
I mean, I don't want to say new because this isn't a new industry, but when you have something that's kind of trending and people are interested in it and it's getting a lot of buzz around it, there may not be a specific job for you. You may be creating jobs. I mean, when industries start to flourish, so to speak, that's when these kinds of jobs even get created. So if you're an engineer out there who wants to get into sustainability, but you do a Google search and you don't find the perfect job for you, I think you need to think bigger than that and be a little more open-minded and understand that if you do some of the things that, you know, lady just talked about, like whether you're an interning at a company or get in on the ground floor with a company that's just doing different kinds of sustainability, you might find yourself creating something new. I mean, that's the nice thing about industries like this is there's a lot of opportunity. Lady, what are your students, what degree do they get with you? Is it a PhD, I guess they're getting? Is that... Yeah. And I just want, let me chime in too on the, I, so I made the point about the student's name was Abby, who's working down in Atlanta, but the other interesting path that I've seen that builds on what you just said is, Mm -hmm. you know, engineering, at least, especially construction is very conservative industry, right? Where like you have to be in the industry for 20 years to get any kind of leadership position or, you know, age is really important. Experience is really important, but I'm finding that, you know, a lot of these students go out and yeah, they have to get their, you know, they have to get their experience in the industry, but sustainability is an area where they can be experts right away in the company. So, you know, it could be in their first year with one of these big companies and all of a sudden the bosses are coming to them, asking them for questions, asking them questions about sustainability. So, you know, it's kind of like there's opportunities to make, build your own niche, like in a, in a unique company or in your own company. But I also think there's opportunities in the, you know, within the framework of like traditional engineering jobs to really build your own niche with sustainability, which I think uh, I've seen a lot of students have success with that too. And so let me then your other question. So I teach about 150 uh, undergraduates each year. And then I work really closely with a bunch of research students and the, the research students for the most part are getting PhDs. And I've had four PhD students graduate and I'm working with about eight more. So I'll have like, you know, one or two graduate every year. And what is that? What is that a PhD in? Something to do with sustainability or? Yeah. So I, their PhD says civil engineering. Okay. And it's, it's funny. That's one of the debates that's going on in academia right now. It's like, is, and you know, some places will have, like I know RIT has a PhD in sustainability. I think Arizona state might have one that's, officially named sustainability. But right now when you're graduating, you know, people are looking at the stuff you've done, not the name of the degree. You know, if your PhD is in civil engineering and you've published, you know, three articles from your dissertation that are in the sustainability journals, that's better than having a degree that says sustainability and no publications, you know? So it's, it's really less about what the degree says and more about what you've done. And I think the point, is for those of you out there that may be already in industry, but you want to get into sustainability, is that regardless of what the names of these programs are, there are programs out there that focus on sustainability, master's degrees, uh, PhD programs. So you may not need to get a degree to get into the industry, but I'm sure that it would be helpful for you potentially, depending on your situation, um, to, to get involved in the research side of it, or not just research, but even if it's a master's degree or a couple courses, like Lighty said, just some open courses, whatever the case may be, for your resume, for your experience, for your knowledge to help you 
And I think that it's important for you to know that those programs exist today and that, you know, you can find them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic point. And I think, you know, there's the programs that have done a good job of kind of Mars as sustainability and organizing around this theme of sustainability. But then I know like Clemson, I don't, we don't really have any master's degrees that say sustainability, but I know you could get a great experience here, um, depending on what you wanted to do, just sampling courses from different departments. So I think if you're like, geographically constrained and you say, oh, you know, I live in Connecticut, but Arizona State has this great program. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if some university by you in Connecticut has the, has the same, can give you the same learning experience. They just might not have the, the name. Okay. So what is your ultimate goal, Lady, in doing your research? Like, you know, you're doing research, you're trying to find out information. What are you looking to, to figure out? <laughs> so my, my goal for the, the research is to you know, have as big an impact as possible. I think, you know, the reason and, but at the same time, being realistic about where I can have that impact, you know, I'm uniquely trained in engineering. Um, I think that I can, I I understand the making side of thing. I've done some of the background work to develop competencies there. So, and I, I, that's, I've identified that as an area where I think, you know, the, the work that I do can have a big impact on the real world. And now one of the challenges with research is ultimately what you're trying to do is, you know, create knowledge. And it's sometimes takes a little while, or sometimes it's not really clear whether the the knowledge you're creating is actually, I think as engineers, we tend to create knowledge that's pretty useful, but it, it is, I would say the ultimate goal is to have as big a positive impact as possible on the, on the decision-making for sustainability of, of engineering types. Okay, great. So what I'm going to do now, everyone, we're going to get into our kind of career changing tip portion of the show and I'm going to have Lighty stay with us and we'll come back in a minute for that. Career changing tip. All right, now it's time for our career changing tip. And in this segment of the show, I typically try to give the listeners something they can do to make a change in their career or in their life based on the topic of the show for that day. And today we're talking about sustainability and I have Dr. Lighty Klotz from Clemson University here. So I'm going to ask Lighty to just throw out something to help people learn a little bit more about sustainability and how they can implement it into their lives. Lighty? The biggest advice I would have is just to, to go for it and, and do it. I mean, we need, we need engineers doing this. We need engineers. Uh, we need the engineering mindset working on sustainability issues. Um, some a specific tangible action you could take is there's a a wonderful book that I read uh, called Carbon Zero Cities by Alex Steffen. If you just Google Carbon Zero Cities, it'll come up. You can also buy it on Amazon for like $4.99. But the author, and I don't get any proceeds or anything, the author is a self-proclaimed futurist. And what he does is like paint this vision of what cities could look like in the future. And But it's very grounded in reality. It's grounded in like what are some of the best things that are happening around the world right now. It's just fascinating read for someone who's interested in engineering. And I think we'll give you a lot of ideas about where things are going, where things already are, and how you could um, contribute to, you know, a more a more sustainable future. Okay, great. And before I let Lady go and we end the show, I just want to give you some, a little bit more information that you can look into for this topic. You can check out Lady's research website, which is essoresearch.org. Lighty has a blog there and he blogs about sustainability and also I think does it in a way that's kind of engaging and it's not 
because you know he does research he does data but he, he kind of puts stories into it i think you'll find it to be interesting and, and you'll also be able to watch a video of him scoring a goal <laughs> <laughs> for lafayette for lafayette <laughs> that's, that's worth the visit and also i will link to any references or items that we talked about i'll put them into the show notes including the book that lighty just mentioned and the show notes for this show will be at engineering career coach dot com forward slash lighty l-e-i-d-y so you'll be able to get the notes and be able to listen to the show there and with that i want to thank you all for tuning in i hope you really take the time to think about sustainability and those of you out there that want to get into this field like lighty said you just have to do it you know grab the book that he referenced learn about it and you may have to create your own job it may not just be about trying to find a job that exists for you in sustainability but it's getting on board and creating your own way. And like Lighty said, this is a young industry, so you can become an expert at a very young age because not a lot of people know a lot about these things. And that's why you know, Lighty and others are doing research on it. So be sure to visit my website for engineering career resources at engineeringcareercoach.com. And once again, thanks to Lighty, and we'll catch everyone on the next session of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.